Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maddoxburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience.
call from God the other day. I was just a young person. He spoke to me and said, my child, you are mine. You must work and you must preach. Do you know the secret of prosperity? Seeking first the kingdom of God. Oh, man. 
Say a nice amen. Lift your hands, let us pray. Father, thanks for this beautiful and wonderful evening. Speak your word to our hearts. Change destinies in this place. Holy Spirit, fill me, anoint me, and use me to your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Well, it's good to see everybody again. It's, we, we've been blessed. We missed you too, bro. And <laughs> we help you, they miss you also. That's how it works. <laughs> wow. But God blessed us. We've been to Bloomfontein. We are back. Um, we, we, um, were blessed to have been invited to, um, what's the name of the church? Salvation Army? Altar of Salvation, yeah. Ministries International. And we, we went to see how prophets do church. Amen. It's been a very powerful prophetic time. Yes, you, you master it. You master it. Those of you who are not saying it, you'll be jealous very soon. You'll be jealous very soon. Hallelujah. But it's been, God has taught us a lot of things and we've been blessed. Some of which we are also trying to, we're going to try and learn and build our church on. Say amen. amen. Good. I hear you had a good Thanksgiving service on Sunday. Do you get it? And the church is still alive, full of life. Amen. Amen. It's a blessing to have something, travel, come back, and it's still intact. That's the blessing. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, tonight, for just a few minutes, We want to just have some quick discussion and then we will go home. Amen. Amen. Our main scripture for tonight's discussion is 2 Chronicles chapter number 20, verse number 20. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, and they arose early and went forth and came to the world. Yeah, and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa, and Jehoshaphat arose or rose up and said to them, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, and you so shall ye prosper. Amen. I want to explain to you why people who go to churches of prophets prosper. Yeah. Do you get it? Now here, Jehoshaphat is addressing the children of Israel and he says to them, believe in God. The result of that is establishment. How many of you believe in God? Then I see you being established. No, who doesn't take the place of amen? 
Amen is a spiritual um, weapon, response and weapon. So, who doesn't take its place? But like I was saying, once we believe in God, we will be established. Do you get it? You'll be established. May you be established in your marriage. May you be established in your school. May you be established in your business. May you be established in your finances. Establishment basically speaks of stability. Do you get it? Stability. Being in a stable state where you are not blown away. Life is full of challenges, surprises, winds, currents, changes, storms, tsunamis. Do you get it? Now, when you are doing something and you are not established, let's say you are a student, you are doing life science, but you are not established in the life science, but you are surviving, the, sad, the slightest change, even mathematics, some of us, if the teacher just changes the numbers a bit, wauzi wazawu, the way you have studied the thing. Yes. So if the teacher, instead of writing 2x, writes 4x, you are finished. I heard of a guy who went to write an exam. And he studied about trees. And they ask a question about birds. So he started to answer the question. And he says, Birds like to land on trees. Therefore, one may ask, What is a tree? Then he started to answer his own question on trees. A tree is, hey! He was writing, collecting more paper because, look, how many of you agree that even in the exam, they must give us a chance to write what we learned that didn't come in the exam? Because some exams are able to make us look like we didn't prepare, but we prepared. They have just asked for the wrong question. Do you get it? So you are writing anointed and it's anointing. And you have studied everything in the book. Except the scriptures. And they decide to ask questions only from the scriptures. It, it makes you feel that. The, you look like you didn't read the book. Meanwhile, you read the book. <laughs> you read the whole book, yet... Please, this, all this part is not part of my preaching. They are making me talk about it. I wanted to stay with my preaching like that. So, they have to give us a chance... To, attract, to even write where the anointing is. 
You knew that the anointing is upon the man, is in him and with him. But they won't ask you. They rather ask you that, what is John 14, 17? Do you see? So it looks like you didn't study. But you studied. You see, so this scripture is saying that you need establishment in what you are doing. Because if you are established in the anointed and his anointing, whether they throw the scriptures or they throw the book, you are ready. That's how come when Bishop is preaching, he doesn't need a book because he wrote the book. He's established in the revelation. You are complaining. Somebody got 96% in the exam. But that's only they got what? 78. Somebody in Madagascar got. I was going to make an appeal for you, but when I heard somebody's results from Madagascar, then I said, You didn't study. I just said, No, you didn't work hard enough. Mm. But may you be established in whatever you do. Hallelujah. Wonderful. But he goes on to say that. Believe in his prophets, so shall you prosper. The word prosper in this scripture is the word chalak, which means to shoot forward suddenly. Hallelujah. Today I've come to talk to you about believing in your prophet so that you can shoot forward. To shoot forward. The word shoot, usually we associate it with a gun. So, one of the things that should be occurring to you is how fast does a bullet move? You can't outrun a bullet. Yeah, you can't outrun. There are some things you can't outrun. A cheetah is built for speed. You can't outrun it. No matter how fast you are. I mean, we were tricked into going into the same yard with two cheaters. Yeah, we were tricked. Like, me, I like daring things, but as for animals, look, an animal is an animal. I will go to Moses Mabida and jump. I'll go to Soweto and jump. It's no big deal. But, yeah, bungee jumping. I mean, jump, not suicide. Careful. I mean, bungee jumping. I'll do skydiving. I mean, once it's mechanical, it's a machine. I will do it. But an animal. Hey. So we were told that this cheetah, it had some problems when it was young, so it cannot walk. No, listen. It cannot walk. It's only always lying down, and also it had meningitis, so it had a mental problem. So I asked the white lady, I said, Ah, even when the cheetah is thinking correctly, it because we met another animal that tried to attack us. So I told the animal, Look, we pay for you to eat. If you attack us, nobody will pay again, you will be hungry. You are trying to eat your food 
all of it at once. The lady told us, oh no, it hasn't beaten anybody before. So I told the lady, listen, a white lady from Australia, right? Yeah. So I told the lady, you look, I'm not trying to be racist too, but have you asked the cheetah how it prefers its meat, raw or grilled? Because you are raw, I am grilled. I mean, I'm not trying to be racist, but I am guilt. And the rest of you, you are all. So I told Lungani, I said, brother, we are the only of our kind. I was hoping that he would tell me that. Let's go back. He didn't say anything. Then when we entered into the cheater zone, we realized that they were two. So I asked the tall guy, hey, but you didn't, this one cannot walk. This one has a mental problem. But you didn't say anything about this other one. So don't worry. But it was too late because if you make a, a sudden move, they will attack you. So we had to be following them. And I was always making sure that not behind there is somebody in front of me and somebody behind me at all times. At all, I was watching their movement. I, I was speaking in tongues in the background. <laughs> because I'm a precious life. I've not finished my ministry. But a cheetah is built for speed. So they are very light. They don't fight anybody because they are not strong. They just jump and run. So if they are eating, they eat the small, small animals. But the big ones, no. They don't even try to fight. So they are finishing very quickly in the wild. Yeah. And the lion, the tiger is bigger than the lion. You knew that, ne? You can just know the at least now you know the tiger is far bigger than the the biggest tiger is bigger than the biggest lion. Far. No, they give them gap. No, the lion is not the biggest. The lion is there. It's like the boldest in the vill- in the in the in the forest. In the jungle. Do you see it? So, he's be- even you, you see he has a bad baba. So, beard all over, looking frightened. And then, he's always shouting to frighten the people. And when it roars, you can hear it five kilometers away. Five to seven kilometers away. So, that's how come he's, he frightens everybody. But the tiger is bigger. Yeah. The, the biggest tiger is what? The Belgium tiger. Wow. The liger, the liger is a crossbreed of the lion and the tiger. That one is here. It's at our lion's park. You should go and see it. It's just here, a few kilometers from here, our lion's park. You go there, you see a tiger cross with a, a lion. They call it a liger. Howard. 
I don't know. It's not for today. Okay. Good. Back to what I was saying. A bullet. I was talking about speed. Do you see it? And the prophet is telling us that if you believe in your prophet, what it adds to your life is speed. You shoot forward. You just shoot forward. People, there are some of you here, you are way behind where you should be. Way behind where you should be. Even the type of life you should have at this time, at your age. It's not that life that you have. And what will make you shoot forward suddenly is believing in your prophet. That's what will give you the impetus to shoot forward suddenly. Some of you are behind your colleagues, behind in things. But you need to shoot for it. And he says that it comes by believing in your prophet. I believe that God always gives everybody a prophet. And he puts your blessing in the prophet. And how you exercise your faith regarding the prophet determines what comes to you. So Jehoshaphat told them, look, believe in the prophet and you will shoot forward, you will prosper, you will move forward suddenly. I see somebody moving forward suddenly. Yeah. So tonight, just in a short time, I want to give you three very important keys that will help you to strengthen your belief. In the prophet that God has given to you. Or, let me even put it in this way. To to enjoy the power or to benefit from the power of God. That is placed on the prophet that God has given to you. I want to talk about honor. Talk about faith. And talk about gifts. These three things and then we close. Just in case they say my time is up and I have not talked about that. Let's look at honor. All this is to help you express your faith or to make contact with the power that God has placed on the prophet he has given to you. Let's talk about Anna, Mark chapter 6. In Mark chapter 6, the Bible is talking about Jesus. The Bible says that, and he came out from thence and came into his own country and his disciples followed him. And when it was the Sabbath or when the Sabbath day was come, he went into their synagogues and he taught in their synagogues. And many were astonished, saying, What from whence has this man these things? And what manner of wisdom is given unto this man that such mighty works are wrought of his hands? Is this not the carpenter? The son of Mary, the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Judah, and Simon, are his sisters not here with us? And many were offended. And Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own country, which is amongst his own kind. And what? And in his own house. And he marveled. 
And verse 5 says, and he could there do no miracles, mighty works there. Except that lay hands on a few sick folks and heal them. Verse 6, the Bible says, and he marveled at their unbelief. There is no greater anointing in the Bible than Jesus Christ. Yet, he could not, not that he didn't want to, he could not do any miracles except lay hands on a few folks, a few sick folks and heal them. Now, what put off Jesus' flame? This Anna. That's why he, he, they, they started to ask questions. Is this not, ah, did we, do we not know? Is this not Nanini? Don't we know her from Deban? She used to be at UKZN. We know her. They, 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 they were asking these questions. Because they knew him. So they dishonored him. But if you want to provoke the anointing on any man of God's life, honor him. That's why we have Anna, your prophet, in this church. Anna him. The Anna stirs up the gift. Look, where we went to, when they are talking, we celebrate you. That's a, hello, man of God. We celebrate you. When they, how do they, we salute you. Even when they greet the prophet, they kneel down. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They kneel down. We were shocked. We were sitting. We were, it was like we were in a movie just standing there. Like, wow, wow, wow. By the way, I'm not saying that when you greet me, kneel down. Because if you kneel down, continue walking. <laughs> but for, as far as I'm concerned, Anna comes from your heart. They acknowledge. To Anna, I told you, it means to acknowledge. Who the person is or the gift that is on the person. They acknowledge it. Yeah, they acknowledge it. Seriously. Jesus was doing, teaching mightily. And mighty works were being done. I'm sure that as he was teaching, he was giving them testimonies from other places because before he stepped into Mark chapter 6 in Mark chapter 5 he had just raised a girl from the dead yeah he had just raised the dead in Mark chapter chapter 5 when he finished raising the dead in Mark chapter 5 he stepped into Mark chapter 6 to come and meet these people but he started to talk it kills the power that's why you have to be careful what you say. What you say. It kills the power completely. It kills the power. Some of you have the chance to be close. You see the man of God when he's hungry. You see the man of God when he's tired. You see the man of God when he wants to be naughty, when he's making jokes, when he's fooling around. Don't let it confuse you of what is there. Yeah, don't let it confuse you of what is there. Don't let it confuse you. Anna, show respect. Yeah, to Anna means to show respect, to acknowledge the gift that... Jesus told the, the people of Jerusalem, 
until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the... You would never experience of the power of God. So Jesus is living in your time, but you will never experience it. Why? Simply because before you can experience the power, you have to say, That's, this one is coming in the name of the Lord. He's a blessed person. He's a blessed person. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And some of these guys don't joke with these things. They just honor the prophet that is with them. And they are, they are operating in fantastic wealth. Fantastic. 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 You should see the cars they drive. You'll be amazed. You have not seen some before. I mean, the car they took, when I was going, my wife told me, don't drive. I told my wife, I want to go with um, um, Lungani, so I want to drive. My wife said, no, fly. I said, I want to drive. Stubborn as I am, I drove. When we got there and we parked our car, the next time we were driving our car was when we needed to come back. My wife told me, I know this prophet. Your car will be an insult to him. Because the car he will want to put you in. The car he will want to put you in. When you come with your car, you will come and cramp his star. True, 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 true. It came to pass not many days later. That when we got there, if you went the car, I hear that's the only type in free state. It's not, it's not yet here. And those people who know cars and things, like me, of course, me, I'm not, me, I, I, I even, I even mentioned it at the church that me, a car doesn't make a difference to me. Once it can take me from point A to point, it doesn't matter whether it belongs to you, belongs to you, belongs Once the time I need to move, it will be there for me to sit in. I'm happy. No. Those who are into car tour, is the, the new, is the new line for VW. New line. So I'm sure you have not seen it before. Because me too, until I saw it, I had not seen some before. Yeah. The doors of the car open, just as he puts his hands through, he runs his finger through the, the handle. Then it opens. Yeah. You want to open the boot. He just goes by the boot. And then the boot opens. No, 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 no. What are you going to touch for? It's like magic. Abracadabra. Bim, la, la, bim. Then it opens. Yeah. It's, you see, we have so much to teach them. But we also have things to learn from them. Because all of you want to prosper. Who, 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 which of you want to prosper? Prosper in the name of Jesus. Hmm? So we have to learn the things that make them prosper. One is Anna. 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 The type of respect they showed me in that place, it brought out a lot of things out of me. Yeah, a lot of things out of me. Sunday I preached for like two and a half hours. Yeah, because I was told to preach from... 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock. I said, how long do we preach? He said, oh, flow. I said, yes, how long should I flow? He said, up to 3 o'clock. Meanwhile, they are giving me the mic just after 12. 
I just finished preaching in our church in Bloom that night. I gave him back the mic like 10 past 3, quarter past 3. Just Anna. Yeah. Many of us have to learn this culture and we have to catch it so that breakthroughs come our way. Number two, I hear my time is going. So, number two, this is just a short family discussion. Number two, Number two is believe or believe in the prophet. The one that God has given to you. Believe in him. Believe in the prophet. Faith in the prophet. Faith in the prophet. When this scripture we read from Mark chapter 5. It's like they started to argue. Jesus was preaching. They were arguing, oh, what was what, this? Hey, we know him. Oh, but how can he say this? Why is he this? Why that? Why is this? Why that? What? And the Bible says, he marveled. He was surprised at their unbelief. He looked at, it's like, these people can't believe. I have just raised the dead from that place I came into your city. And they don't believe. Some of us are unbelievers, yet we are in the church. Yeah. Unbelievers. If Prophet Zoom Zoom came next door, you would say, Yes, there's power at Prophet Zoom Zoom. Yeah, Prophet Z, Prophet Zoom Zoom. I actually talk about Prophet Hot Water again, so now we are on Prophet Zoom Zoom. <laughs> Prophet Zoom Zoom. Yeah. You, that's where you see your faith is stirred up by Prophet Zunzo. Yeah, meanwhile you have a gift standing right in front of you. Believe. Jesus was preaching to his disciples all the time. But in John 40, he realized that they don't believe. So he said to them, let your heart not be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. You have to also believe him. It will not work for you if you don't believe. I feel that the way you show that you believe in God is by believing in the prophet he has sent you. That's how you express it. That's how you express it. Just as the way you show that you love God is by loving your neighbor. Because God, because he asks the question, how can, a, how can somebody say that he loves God whom he cannot see, yet his neighbor whom he can see, he hates him. He said, believe in me. And that conversation is what provoked Jesus to tell them that I'm going to take you to heaven. Because in verse 2, he told them, in my father's house are many mansions. If I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, there also you may be. If it were not so, I would not have told you. He said, I wouldn't tell you a lie. I am going to prepare a place for you. That's what provoked him to, to talk about heaven. Two people, that provoked him to talk about heaven. Then... Um, John 3, Nicodemus provoked him to talk about salvation and going to heaven. Yeah. These are the two times. It stirred him up. Said, you just believe in me. Believe in me. Believe in me. Many people don't believe. Yeah. The miracles you are looking for is here. You have the key. It's here. This morning, a guy, not this morning, this afternoon, one of our guys from UK Zetene, he sent me a message that he has been admitted at the hospital yesterday. 
Yesterday, where's who has my phone? Yesterday, and they say he has meningitis. Meningitis. Yeah. So when I saw the message, I called him and I let him give me an explanation. Let me let me. Then I prayed with him. I said, Okay, meningitis. Okay, no problem. Let's pray. I said, Let's pray. I'm finding it for you. Who has the bike? I told him, let us pray. So when we finished praying, I told him, the doctors, if I like this one, you say she's my wife. So. <laughs> I told him, don't worry. The doctors will come and confirm your healing. Just wait for them. They'll come. Look at what he sent me just before I came. You don't need to. This is our old message. Yeah. yeah. Today, today, where you see today, that's where we are going to. This is what he sent me in the morning before I called him. You can read the second one. Um, it's seven, seventeen. Yeah, just now, before I came up. Yes. He says, test came back. The doctor sees nothing wrong. All things are well. He says he will just keep me here for procedure purposes. Just, just now, right now. I prayed with this guy maybe four, five hours ago. I, I told him clearly, I said, the doctors will come and they will confirm, they will come and confirm your healing. Yeah, they'll come and confirm your healing. Straight up. But do you know what provoked this? The guy's faith. The guy's faith. That, that's why, as he was in his problem, he, he, he thought, who, who can I talk to about this thing? Then he, he got in touch with me. Then I just called him. Many of you, or some of you, or a few of you, when you have a problem, that's when you decide that I don't think I can come to church. You are rather going away from your solution. Yeah, you are rather going away from your solution. Meanwhile, somebody, this same guy, he was going home, and he went to tell Joel. And Joel told him, go and say goodbye to Rev, and let him pray for you. So he came and I prayed for him. I forgot him in the prayer I prayed for him. When he was going, so he left. I think I said, may God keep him safe or something. I forgot him. Joel is the one who has the testimony with him. Then he left. He said when he was going, he was thinking. Why? Because I'm going to sit in the bus. We all know the bus, everything is fine. So why do I need all this? You, I prayed for him. He said, I said, I'd put gold in your hands. It will come to pass. It will come to pass. He said as he was going, please, when my time is up, tell me, okay, I'll go and sleep. Now, he said as he was going, they got to, when they got to Amtata, he thought it was a stop for food. So he got down to go and buy food. And that thing has happened to me before, once upon a time, on my way to Deban. They stopped at the place, I was very hungry. I went to buy food by the time I came, the bus had left. I was so frustrated. I said, Lord, let the bus come back. After seven minutes, the bus came back. And it came to pick me. But this guy, by the time they got in touch with the bus, they said the bus is already about an hour away. First, they told him the bus will come back. And after all, they told him the bus is about one hour away. His luggage is on the bus. His laptop, everything is on the bus. 
Yeah. So, he was there frustrated. Then there was another lady who had also been left behind. So they were best of the same feathers. Confused their owners. So, flock together. They don't fly away. They flock together. <laughs> so, as he was standing there, a jetter came. And he saw the lady getting into it. And he told me, he didn't know what he was thinking. So, he also got into the jetter. Did he ask, they didn't ask him any question. He also didn't ask them any question. The jetter started to chase the bus. They chased the bus for an hour and a half. To finally, they finally caught the bus. The bus had gone to two stops already. And they caught the bus. When they caught the bus, they, and he got onto the bus, he realized that his luggage, his laptop was gone. The person who was sitting next to him, and he left with his luggage. So he has caught the bus, but has another problem. So he came off again. And he asked the people, has any, as a driver, he thought that they had given it to the driver. I said, we have, we have no, nobody has given us anything. Then he asked, uh, then the people asked, oh, a certain guy with dreadlocks, he's gone this way with, it, with the bag you are describing and the laptop. So he started to look, chase this guy, go in the direction. Then the boys that showed him, they went with him. They ran after the guy for about 10 minutes. And this guy, I know him, he can't run. Mm. Because he's very, he's full. He ran after the run to cut a long story short. They went to catch the guy and took the laptop and things from the guy. And he ran back because he had concluded that, okay, I've got my but I now the bus has left me. He ran back. He said when he entered the bus, the bus, the bus took off. He came, the bus was there. When he entered it, then the bus took off. Then he understood why the prayer was, may he go safely. May the Lord take you safely. Yeah. It's the, it's the same guy. Any problem here, you just... Priest. That's it. Yeah. Faith. And you have to develop it. Number three, as I close. No, this is just three. It's a family discussion. Your gift... Or your offerings. Your offerings. This is the prophets. This is, this is their secret. Seed time and harvest time. It's finished. They just believe. They don't even call offerings or record a seed. Simple and short. First Samuel chapter 9. We read the scripture and then we close. First Samuel 9. In 1 Samuel 9, Saul, Saul's father had lost some asses. And this guy Saul, you know, they had sent him to go and find the asses. Now remember Saul, there was nothing unique about Saul apart from his height. Bible says he was a shoulder above Israel. That's the only thing. So his father said, okay, let's make use of your long legs. Where's daddy long legs? He's gone home. Okay. Let's make use of your long legs. And they sent him to go and look for the asses. 
They looked for the asses everywhere. They could not find the asses. So in verse 5, he told the servant, you know something, let's go home. Or else they will even forget about the asses and start worrying about us. Then the servant said to me in verse 3, there is a man of God in the city. And he's an honorable man. And whatever he says comes to pass. So let us go and see him per adventure. He will tell us where the asses are. Then Saul asked him a very important question. He said, as we are going to see the prophet, what are we going to give to the prophet when we go and see him? Seeing that our vessels are empty, everything is spent, we have finished everything. As we are going to see the prophet, what are we going to give to him? In the Bible, people were not seeing prophets empty-handed. You come to see a prophet, you come with your five hands. Hello, hello. He said, there's no present, there's nothing to present to the man of God. What have we to present? That's the question. Saul was trying to tell themselves, we can't go and see the man of God empty-handed unless we have something that we can present to them. You don't come before God empty-handed. God has even given don't come before me empty. Tell, he told Moses, tell the people not to come to me empty-handed. So he says, what shall we give to him? Then the servant said, oh, don't worry. I have a force of a shekel that will I present to the prophet that he may tell us where the asses are. He told him, we can't go empty. He said, no, oh, don't worry. I have something small here we can present to the prophet. By the time this story ended, by just a quarter of a shekel that Saul presented to the prophet. By the time this story was over, he had become king of Israel. Your promotion is in your seat, but yeah. By the time it was over, he had become anointed. I said, by the time he finished, because he was with the prophet from chapter 9, chapter 2, chapter 10, he left him in chapter 10. By the time he was leaving, he, he, he was anointed, he had a prophetic grace on his life, and he had also become the king of Israel. Yeah. What, what happened? His gift made a way for him. A man's gift maketh room for him and brings him before great men. It made a room for him. This is what the, the prophet people, they believe. So before you can go and see prophet Zoom Zoom, they come with a seed. They come to honor the prophet with a seed. So what happens is that when he, he provokes the anointing, so when he speaks over their life, ah, they don't know John 3, 16, John 3, 17, and a half, they don't know all these things. But the breakthroughs are coming. Yeah. And you and I, we are reading Macario 60. Still. Look, this prophet, he told me, I don't see anybody more than 15 minutes. No, 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 no. I, I don't even want to say that now. And he says, 
Sometimes I even intentionally arrive late because I've already given myself the time I will live there. Or I don't even come out. They just come and queue. When they finish queuing, I don't come. I intentionally don't come. And sometimes I, I come late. When I come, I just do them. Back, 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 and I'm gone. Tell your neighbor, back, back, back. Not pa, pa, pa. Back, back, back. So, even when he comes early, you have 15 minutes. How much more when he has come late? Five minutes down, five minutes down, five, five, five. It's done. Then he's gone. Yeah. Back, back, back. But the gift stands up. The power is there. And Saturday we went to the church. They were there waiting for him. He told me, five minutes. He just went, pa, 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 and he came back. Sparked the car, we are gone. Finish. Done. Hey. Back, back, back. <laughs> but the, look, recently, somebody came to see me. A person came. To my surprise, the person came with a seed. This is my last story. Thank you. The person came with a seed. We blessed the seed. We talked about a problem. We prayed. That same day, miraculous turnaround. Not the next day, that same day. That same day, miraculous turnaround. Miraculous turnaround. I said, miraculous what? Turnaround. Everything, your situation is turning around. Yeah. It's turning around. We, that is why we have to take that offering we take on Sundays to honor the prophet very seriously. Very, very seriously. Very seriously. That's why we have to take it seriously. It tears up the grace. By the time you realize, think, even me, I was surprised. Not that I didn't believe, but I was surprised. How quick. Because I had put together a practical solution. Do you see? A practical solution to the problem. Before the solution can even be initiated, God had, had let the thing shoot forward suddenly. Miraculously. Look, as I was listening to the testimony, I was just watching with my eyes like that. Hey, sometimes God, you can make us useless. So. <laughs> That's what I was saying. God, so I was saying it to my God. Sometimes you can make us totally useless. Yeah. Why do I? What, what am I saying? I'm like, you have thought how you think the solution is. We have to move this chair here, and then move this one in front of it, and then let the short person sit in front, the tall person at the back. Which is the practical way. But by the time you can even touch the chair, God has changed the situation. Then you look, uh, uh, what happened? May your life receive that type of solution. Even you have to cancel your chair's arrangement. You start a whole confusion. God will just blow you out. Pam, like that. Hey, God! There's somebody here. God is clearing a way for you. 
clearing away for you. Folks, so this is just a short word to encourage all of you that listen, God has given us something. We now need to learn how to stir it up. One of the reasons why people don't honor prophets is they always feel they don't have enough. I thank God for Bishop Larry because that message he came to preach to us when he came, he showed us a practical way. I, I know people who, I don't think they have bad hearts. So. It's just that they feel that such an offering, they can't give it to me because it's too small. Of course, when you are giving an offering, you must give a good offering. Somebody gave Solomon an offering of 10 cities. He looked at the cities and he said, useless. His response was simple. Kabul, which means useless. 10 cities. He looked at it and said, useless. Useless. So, sometimes you can do better than what you are doing. That is a kabul. But one of the things Bishop Larry taught us was that you can do it little by little by little by little by little by regularly. By the time a year passes, what you felt was a good offering, your little, little gathered together makes that offering. Yeah, makes that offering. Hallelujah. Makes that offering. I'm glad he taught us that revelation. Yeah. But like I was saying, some people feel that because of their need because they also have a need so they can't sow into them when Elijah met the the widow the Syrophoenician woman he told her sister I need something to eat man is hungry the widow said I only have a muscle of flour to go and make something for me and my son to eat. And after that, we die. Elijah said, okay, since you're already ready to die, <laughs> still make some for me first. Because you already, I mean, whether you die today or you die tomorrow, I mean, same difference. You waste it. <laughs> me, I'm a precious life. <laughs> I have to continue my life. So, you go on this, your suicide life, but make you go and use it to eat if he say make bread make a cake add spices add sugar and let it be a cake some butter some milk and bring it to me first but that was the beginning of the woman's breakthrough yeah. hey, I have to buy this I have to buy you don't know how to unlock your blessing if you will learn it you will unlock your blessing same time and you'll be surprised. A lot of these people come into miraculous riches. Riches that they don't, they don't. Look, to be rich is not by working. God has to bless you. That's why the Bible says the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and has no sorrow. So you just come in, you chance onto something by telling you, like, hey, this thing that I thought was, so, now I've broken through. And somebody, you have a tattoo on your body. You have to remove it. Yeah, you have to remove it. Let's go on. Back to what you were saying. What was I saying before the tattoo? Yeah. The blessing of God is what makes rich. May you come into that blessing. May you be able to provoke that blessing. 
when, when Isaac was going to bless his children, when he was going to bless his, before he was going to die, he was going to bring a blessing. He could have just called, um, what's the name of the guy, Esau, and just blessed him. And would he have even, the, the meeting that he had with Esau to tell Esau that go and bring me something to eat first. He could have just used that meeting to bless Esau. But he said, hey, blessings, they don't work like that. Go and bring something for me to eat. When I eat and I feel full, then out of the fullness of my belly, I will prophesy unto you and over your life. There's a saying in, 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 in Ghana that, um, let, I'll say it in Ghana and I'll explain to you. It says, Musun chimo akekpambele. Musun Musun, the musun is your bosom, your stomach. And it, it literally, it directly means that the heaviness of the bosom or of the stomach is what you use to whistle. Am I right? Am I right? Professor, Nimanje. Good. Yeah. You don't prophesy on an empty stomach. That is what, that is what, that is what the prophet was telling the woman. We, we can't prophesy to you on an empty stomach. Let us finish eating. Then when we finish eating, then we can prophesy to you. You have come here with your six pack with nothing inside. Prophecies don't come. You need a little. You see that the prophet he had a little. Yes. Kabashataya. I see you changing your ways and adapting the ways that stir up a gift so that the blessing of God will find you freely. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Lift your hands to Jesus. And pray right now as we close. Thank God for the revelation that has come your way. Thank him. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Pray for yourself for the grace and the strength to take honoring very seriously. Very seriously. Faith in the prophet that God has given to you. Very seriously. Very seriously. Pray about it. Pray, pray, pray wherever you are. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. We bless you. Bless you. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Work on us and help us to follow as your word has taught us in the name of Jesus. Let the blessing of God that makes rich and adds no sorrow be ours in the name of Jesus. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.